Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Okay, hey, um, tonight on the show I have uh, Lucy Turner from the Cowboy Surf Shop in, oh, I'm already drawing a blank, I can't believe that, Half Moon Bay. Half Moon Bay. I just, I just kind of spaced for a second, but it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've, I, I've known about the Cowboy Surf Shop for a long time. Uh, I've lived in California, uh, in Central California, uh, a little town called uh, Knightson, which is outside of Brentwood, um, kind of close to Livermore and Pleasanton, and so we've spent a lot of time over in that area on the coast, uh, and. Uh, so, so I've been by the shop many times. Um, I've been in it a couple times, uh, but um, you know I'm not really a surfer. But I was always just taken by the name, you know, Cowboy Surf Shop, because I am a cowboy, you know. And uh, so, one one of the reasons you know that I've started this podcast, uh, it's because it is all about you know cowboys and the word cowboy and and cowboys in our culture and and how it's just a, a very iconic figure. And uh, in the cowboy world, quote unquote, uh, you know, real cowboy world, however someone may want to look at that, uh, there's a, a, a really a, a cross culture now between, and, I, and there has been, I guess, too, but between um, surf and, and skating. And so, you know, the, the cowboy surf shop, I've, I've, I've did a little research and, and started reading the story behind it um, about the, the man who started it, uh, who was uh you know called cowboy and uh, I, I just wanted to to you know just dig more into that story and just find out more about it and uh and just uh, kind of see where that goes uh Lucy Turner she's the owner of Cowboy Surf Shop and we have her on the show tonight um so Lucy uh welcome to Modern Cowboy Thank you so much Dan I'm feel very privileged to be on your show this this evening Yeah well hey, I'm super excited to have you and you know, let's just, you know, kind of just start from the beginning, if, if you will. Um, you know, tell me, you know, how you got involved with, with Cowboy Surf Shop uh, and just the history as, as brief or as detailed as you want to. And um, we'll just go from there. Sure. Um, well, let's see. Gosh, there's so many places I could start. Um, Craig Cowboy MacArthur was my partner. Uh, it, he was my life partner and also my partner in the shop. He started Cowboy Surf Shop in 1977 after he had originally opened his first surf shop in 1971. Um, he had a partner, uh, a business partner at that time, and he decided that wasn't working out. So he left and he moved up the road and opened Cowboy Surf Shop in 1977. Um, it's a funny story. He used to ride some horses down on the beach and then he would go back an hour later and go surfing and so his friends gave him the moniker cowboy and at first he was like no I'm a surfer I'm not a cowboy but then he realized yeah I probably am a cowboy I love horses I love to ride I love the ocean and so when he opened cowboy surf shop in 77 that was the logical choice for the name of the shop even though 
back then people were like, oh, you should call it something that everybody understands. And that's kind of a weird name. And, but he did it and he ran the shop. He shaped surfboards. He was also a photographer and a general contractor and just was an all around awesome guy. So I was privileged in 1989 to meet him and we fell in love and I started running the retail end of his business for him. So he could concentrate on the things that he needed to do, which were shaping the surfboards, doing the paperwork, taking the surf vacations, all that kind of good stuff. That's, that's, it's so amazing when you started, you know, just going down the list of things that, uh, that he'd done that just, it sounds like a cowboy too. I mean, and I just kind of, I really related to that because when you said he was also a general contractor, I, you know, I'm, was a chiropractor and I was also a general contractor and, and I've done lots of different things and, and you just, you know, kind of described a, uh, you know, someone that had a, a, a you know, had a whole hi- a history of a lot of things that they were, were good at and things they did. That's, that's really cool. It, that's exactly what he, he did. He was, he was very, very intelligent. So he was able to pick up things very quickly. Um, and fortunately for me, he, was he was everything he could run the business he could fix a leaky pipe he could build a website he could do pretty much everything and i am constantly kicking myself nowadays because i did not pick up more skills from him (laughs) i just was like whew let him do it now i'm like i should have watched and learned (laughs) (laughs) so so now now tell me so he started the shop back in um in uh 77 and uh, and I had read too also that f- for a while he was involved with um, Billabong uh, when they first started. Yeah, he was one of the first reps for the company Billabong, and he was the Northern California rep. And I think I had met him just after um, he had quit that job because they had given him the ultimatum of either be a surf rep or run your business, which was the surf shop. But you can't do both, and he. He felt, yes, I can do both, and if I have to pick, I'm going to pick my business, not your business. So, But, yeah, he was the uh, rep for Billabong and also an early rep for Rusty Surfboards and Peak Wetsuits out of Australia. Okay. Very Man cool. of many talents. <laughs> very, yeah, very cool. So now, and, and, and it's been in the same location there ever since you opened it, correct? That's right. Since 77, we've been at 2830 Cabrillo Highway in Half Moon Bay. Yeah. And, you know, that's, it's in doing some of my research, too, just, uh, you know, in the field of the, the you know, cross-culture of surf and skate and, and cowboy world, there is a, a, a company that has vi- collects vintage um, surf and skate stuff, um, and I think they're called Surfing Cowboys. They're in Southern California. Which I just found kind of interesting too, and and I think they've been around a little while as well. Um, Cowboy Surf Shop sounds like it's probably one of the first ones that was, you know, out there as as, uh, you know, with the name Cowboy. It was yes, it, like I say, when he first opened it in 1977, people were kind of like, why didn't you call it Half Moon Bay Surf Shop or Miramar Surf Shop or you know, there was a plethora of names that he could have could have gone to, but that was his nickname and looking back at it now when you think of what the cowboys on the old west did like they were troubleshooters they were um 
I, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, lone wolves. They, you know, right. you were, you relied on yourself. You never relied on other people. That was very much his way of living was if I can't do it myself, well then damn it, I'm going to learn how to do it because I'm not going to trust another person to do my, my thing. So right. it was, it was very amazing to watch that and be a part of that. And I'm lucky to have lived that for 28 years. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, um, did did he wear? Uh, I mean, cowboy hats or cowboy boots at all? I mean, you know, or when he was younger, I believe he had a couple pairs of working boots. They weren't fancy boots. Um, when I met him, he was in a, a surf metal funk band called Bug. And when he was on stage with that band, he generally would he wore an old what they you. I'm sure you know, called Duster, like oh, yeah. a heavy canvas riding jacket, basically. And he did wear that on stage all the time. So um, he was, but he dressed more like a surfer. Yeah. Was, so, and just loved all kinds of music, and but was very cowboy at heart. So he, so he was a musician as well then? Oh, yes. You named something to me that he didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the... the the thing you you just said too, you said that he he dressed you know just very much like a surfer. It's interesting. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you know um, you look in the in the cowboy rodeo team roping world, you'll see a lot of uh, you know the um, people from all ages wearing uh, Hurley or RVCA, you know, or Quicksilver uh, gear. It's really common. Yeah, there's uh, actually a uh, a big Western store in Texas that actually has a a surf shop upstairs where they sell board shorts and, uh, you know, flip-flops and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's interesting, you know, how, how, how the, the cultures are crossed and, uh, I don't totally understand it, but that's, that's, you know, part of, uh, um, you know, what I'm doing with, with, with the podcast in terms of just, uh, looking at the use of the word cowboy and, and how we all identify with it. And, uh, um, I just find it, you know, fascinating. It is. I always have kind of compared it to cowboys are self-sufficient and lone wolves. I probably already said that. Um, and surfers are kind of the same way. Up up until recently with the birth of the cell phones and the Internet and all that kind of stuff, before as a surfer you had to go search for the waves you, once you found a good wave, you didn't tell anyone about it if you were smart so that you could surf it for, you know, a few days by yourself before everybody else clued into where the spot was for that week or or whatever it may be. Um, nowadays, it's completely different, but that, that has always reminded me of that cowboy way where you're on your own, you're doing your own thing, whether it's, you know, herding cattle, fixing fences, riding the lines, but it Surfing was kind of the same solitary me and nature way. So I, I get where it kind of crossovers a little. And also, they're also, you know, stubborn, strong-minded <laughs> men. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. that also and, makes much sense, much like musicians as well. <laughs> yeah. and, and stubborn men and women. The, the, the cowgirls are and women, the same, yes. yeah, the same way. <laughs> And, and women surfers, yeah. One one of the things that it says, uh, you know, on my website is uh, about the cowboy being an iconic figure that represents a culture of uh, freedom, uh, courage, toughness, and individualism. That's kind of the way I've, you know, 
always looked at it, you know, of being a cowboy. And, and, and again, just like you just explained, that it holds true and, and goes along right with, uh, you know, surfers and stuff. And I know that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know like firsthand, but I know that, that the uh, beaches and stuff could get could get kind of rough sometimes with, uh, you know, certain guys wanting to, you know, have their waves in the areas and stuff. I mean, at least I've seen that in, in movies and, and heard a little bit about it at times. You know, I don't know if it's like that, you know, now, but um, like you said, they'd hunt, go out and, and, and find a good wave or a good place to surf and they wouldn't tell anybody about it, you know. <laughs> That's, well, yeah, it, the birth of cell phones kind of killed that off. But right. pre-cell phone, I you know, when I first met Cowboy, he was, we'd wake up at five in the morning and the weather radio would go on and we'd listen to the buoys and you know, where's the swell coming, what direction it's coming from, what the winds are doing. There was knowledge involved. Nowadays, if there's a good wave somewhere, a hundred people are on it all at once because they've looked at a webcam or their, you know, buddies has sent them an image from their phone. And But previously, it was very, what you know, you had to have some knowledge and the willpower to go out and find that for yourself, which is very, to me is that is the cowboy way nowadays it's changed a lot where you know everybody the beach is welcoming to everyone but back then it was a very solo project i would i would say right and and um it's it's uh, uh interesting you know you talk about cell phones and technology and how much it's changed and and you know, every even cowboys. You know, there's different cultures within the, in the cowboy world. You, you know, different areas where guys wear uh, different hats, different boots, uh, saddles are different, that kind of stuff. But the one thing I find is, you know, cowboys are you know uh, like just everybody else, uh, vain and like to have their pictures taken. And and you can find, I mean, the ranchiest of dudes nowadays that uh, uh, you know on some of these big ranches. And boy, they got uh, you know Facebook and Instagram and a camera, and they're getting some you know pictures of them you know doing their work as cowboys. Uh, but uh, you know it changes the whole the whole landscape of it, you know. And uh, it's just it's just interesting. And and when you look back at some of the old pictures, uh, you know, in history of anybody, you know, cowboys love to have their pictures taken, and uh, you know they'd have those studios and stuff where they'd go pose a lot for them. But uh, um, yeah, you can just see a lot of similarities between, uh, you know, cowboy life and, and, and a surfer's life, I, I guess. Yes, you know. most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Proud, so now, singular, assured of their knowledge and intellect. Like, no, no cowboy, no surfer ever thinks that they're wrong. Right, right. <laughs> right. And generally they're not, so. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. So now you guys carry... Uh, surfboards there now and then you have apparel uh are, are you in 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 your logo too did you guys just not that long ago had the logo redone or just repainted or how long have you guys had that logo um we, you know we kind of we add new things as we go um one of the first logos we had was a horseshoe with a, the, the cowboy inside it which we still have when we first issued it out it was all neon colors because it was the early 80s and that's what people were looking for we've kind of toned it down a little um since then um and we also have a skull with some cross guns and the sheriff hat on it that's probably that's our number one seller for the like 10 to 30 year olds the horseshoe logo is 
more popular with a 30 to, you know, up to 100 years old. Right. And then we, we try and kind of mix up the clothing a little bit. We just had our sign redone last spring, and I'm working on getting that as a logo. But uh, we, we try and keep it true to what we're doing in the shop. We don't, we, we don't like to do a lot of, like, silly logos, like I would say. Right. You, you, you have a, a theme that you guys like to stick to, and, um, and, and that's it. Now, now you're, the, the logo that you just had redone not that long ago is really cool. It's the cross surfboards, right? Yes, that was what we put on. Um, our sign was getting a little shoddy with all the rain we, and winds we have in Half Moon Bay. So we, we re, um, one of our dear friends, Eugene, redid the logo for us. And I'm working on getting that put onto T-shirts. But uh, and it's also much easier to see than the old sign that we had. But we like to keep it true to ourselves. We, it, it, like I say, if it's a dear friend, we love it. Our skull and crossbones logo was done by a gentleman named Matt Fitzsimmons when he was still in high school. Like he just loved cowboy so much that he was like, "What about this logo?" And we loved it too. So we've had it since '91. <laughs> oh, that's great. But it's 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 personal to us like if somebody came in and said this is what you should do we would probably say no but if it's somebody who knows us and loves us and is is supporting us in all actuality then it's like yeah we'd love we'd love to work with you yeah that's that's very cool now um your 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 website is temporarily down you guys are working on that to to get that back going again um because do you guys do much mail order with your uh, apparel um or we've tried it several times and it hasn't been it hasn't equaled out to making money so the website when we had it up and again this because i'm not a technical person and that was all cowboy's job <laughs> right. i'm slowly getting there he had just put he was also a surf photographer for a little while so he just had pictures that he thought were cool that he took of friends and families and different locations and great surf shots at the beach that he was more about promoting the culture as opposed to you know financially profiting from what he was doing right he, he yeah he just had such a, a a passion and a love for it that uh, that's where his 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 true heart was was doing that yes yeah most definitely. His now, favorite saying was, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. <laughs> yeah, that's a great saying. Yeah, that's 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 great. Now, when he was, he was, uh, you know, you, you had mentioned for a time he was with Billabong. Um, was he working with, uh, was it Bob Hurley then too? Were they working together with Billabong or? He or? was. He worked, um, Bob Hurley, I believe, was his, um, was one of his bosses and one of his co-surf reps was a gentleman named Chip Rowland. Um, but when they, back in the, I guess it was the late 80s, they'd kind of started to cut the territories down a little bit and give some of the bigger businesses that were interested in selling the surf gear they wanted to do in-house so they didn't have to pay the reps quite as much. So. And then they said, hey, it's either your surf shop is a conflict of interest. It's either your surf shop or your rep job. And he was like, well, I'm going to kick the 
surf shop. That's my name and my logo and my intellectual property. Whereas you, you never know with another company when they're going to pull the plug on you. So yeah, exactly. So and it, it was probably a great decision on his part. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now you, um, do you guys do uh, rentals as well, like uh, surfboard rentals, wetsuits, and that, or is it mostly sales? We. Um, we do. It's very seasonal. Um, our bigger rental time is in the summertime when they have we have surf camps, junior lifeguards, um, sailing, camp running. So summertime is our tourist business. The waves are a little smaller. The weather's a little bit nicer here. And then coming into the November through March season is when the weather's not so nice, but the waves are can get epic. So it's more of our hardcore surfer season. It's right. a lot of wetsuits, booties, hoods in that time. But it, it's a very sw- big switch where summertime's all about pleasing the tourists and wintertime's all about pleasing the locals. Right, right. And, and, <laughs> well, you always try and please the locals, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it, it, during tourist season, I know I know how busy it gets over there. Like I said, you know, we, we spend a lot of time over there and... Um, you know, we always did try to pick the times uh, to go over there when when it was least crowded. Uh, now, do you live close by the shop there, or? I do. I'm very close to the shop, which makes it a nice, easy commute for me. Yeah, that's great. And then you're in an absolute uh, one of the most beautiful places on the planet, too, right there on the California coast, which makes it nice. <laughs> It does. Anytime I get cranky about anything, I have to remind myself that I live in the place that most people in the world are vacationing to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then exactly. you you think I don't have it so bad. <laughs> now, do you surf at all? Um, I used to when I was younger. Unfortunately, a I'm a giant klutz, and b I have very weak ankles and bone structure, so I've kind of decided that I'm better at the behind the counter stuff as opposed to the injuring myself every time I. <laughs> I do anything physical stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, that's also why I got the job. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So now, now, do you run the shop by yourself or do you have employees helping you too? Or, um, I have one part-time guy that comes in and helps me out when I need him. Um, right now we've had had employees in the past, but right now I kind of, in the mood that I'm in, I find that I'd rather just be in the shop working and seeing all my friends and customers than paying someone else so I can go do chores or anything like that. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, um, Cowboy, he passed away in December 2016? Uh, late November of 2016, okay. yeah. He um, he went into the ho- uh, doctors as with a minor back pain and... They did a CAT scan on him and realized it was head, neck, bone cancer, and within a month he was gone, which is horrible for us, but thank God he didn't have to live in that pain and discomfort that it was causing him. Yeah, that's just amazing. And and he he wasn't uh, that old, was he? I mean, he was—how old was he when he passed? Um, he just, he had just turned 66 while he was in the hospital. So he had turned, he was 66 when he passed. Yeah. Man, well, way that's, too young. Yeah. Way too young. Well, he, he's, he's built a, an amazing, you know, you know, legacy there. And, and, uh, um, you know, I, I, 
I just, I, I love the shop. I love the name of the shop and, you know, and just the story and history behind it. And, you know, I find fascinating and, uh, I look forward when we're out there again to, to just coming by and, and, uh, saying hi to you. Um, well, did, I, we look forward to that, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Now did, uh, did, uh, Cowboy, did he have any favorite, uh, you know, actors, um, or favorite movies that he liked or, he was a big fan of the Clint Eastwood old westerns. Uh huh. He loved all that stuff, it, and and the Shaft movies too. He was is very fond of. Um, and as a musician, he loved every like he was very big into hard rock, heavy metal, but then also jazz and a little country and it, just amazing all around. But I would say Clint Eastwood was one of his favorites. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Lucy, hey, I, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and, and giving us some history and telling us about, you know, the shop and about Cowboy and, and how it got started. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting, uh, um, getting a shirt with your logo on it. So I'm going to have to put in my order for that. Um, and I've, there you go. Email me your uh Email me your physical address. We'll send you one out, Dan. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds great. Well, Lucy, hey, I, again, I really appreciate you coming on and um, just really enjoyed talking to you and, and just hearing about the history and about Craig and and uh, um, just really enjoyed it and look forward to getting the the uh, the show published and, and out there for people to hear. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's very special to be able to talk to him about that. Talk to you about him and this this way and have others hear about what a great guy he was yeah that's fantastic okay lucy well hey thank you very much and then um we will uh we will talk to you soon very good thank you so much dan and you have a great afternoon or evening i guess yeah you too take care thank you bye-bye where are you cowboys and cowgirls at Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, I think I never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. You were always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. He's lost a dozen wives 
half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, if you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the rope and Turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down.